Hopefully you're having a great weekend. Oh, man. I'm excited to get the show started today. But you know how we get everything started. It definitely got it first. You got to give those A1 shout outs out there. So with that being said, let's go ahead and get things started. Uh, we already know who's number one. Uh, holding it down as always. Shout out to Brittany, uh, Ian Chuma, what's going on, Mika, Rebecca, Tammy. This is the A1 VIPs this week. And even though the other people I'm about to say aren't A1 VIPs, definitely a shout out to Sophie, uh, Joy, Crystal, B, and last but not least, Jennifer. So shout out to my A1s. All right. So we about to get it started. Uh, the topic this week is going to be why do some men prefer to date younger women? So, you know, I don't, it's not one size fits all for everything I'm going to mention and some of the reasons why. And it's different reasons, but I'm just about to give some of them in today's show. Also, uh, I'm going to assume, you know, when I say younger women, we're talking about at least an age gap of eight or more years. So let's just well, go ahead and assume that uh, before I even start telling some of the reasons. So let me get into uh, the show. Now, I remember recently seeing a clip of a woman. I know she was trying to say while some men prefer younger women. I think her key uh, point what she was saying was, so they can brainwash and groom the woman. And I'm not denying that for some men, that's probably the reason. But in regards to brainwashing and grooming a woman, this is my personal opinion. I think that only applies if maybe she's 18 to 23 years old. That for the most part, you know, once a woman no different from a man, but once a woman pretty much in her late 20s and she didn't kind of experience life, she didn't date it some, she's been kind of been on her own. Most people, including women, know what they're looking for at that point. So if, you, if you're able to brainwire someone at 30, I feel like once you get in your 20s, like late 20s, you know, as uh, far as brainwashing, uh, probably miss me on that one. But if, like I said, if they're, I can see that if a woman get with a guy, he's in his 40s or maybe his late 30s and she's just 18. Okay, yeah, I can give you that one. So, but sometimes too, it can be a case where it's really true love. I don't think this is the normal and it's probably not always, but it might be, you know, for whatever reason. It might be a woman 20 years old, a man 45 and you know, it just dare. They click, they click. Now, you know, it always exceptions to the rules. So I always like to throw that part out there. Um, the next reason why I think some we, some men prefer to date younger women, um, some women uh, younger usually would care more about being a great wife than trying to move up the corporate ladder at work. You know, 
that happens often too and it's a win-win for both the man and the woman uh usually since the woman you know prefer to be a stay-at-home wife or mom and then for the man she got more time to cater to him than a woman working full-time outside of being a mom you know because of course she might when i say outside of being a mom i know that's a full-time job but you know once she leave work you know he doesn't he don't have to hear about oh, I'm tired, or, you know, whatever, which is legit, uh, you know, things that can be brought up. But, no, the woman, when she doesn't have, want, she just focus on being a full-time, she want to be, her key goal is to be that great wife for that husband, and he's trying to make sure that there's nothing else that's in your way from catering specifically to him. So I can respect that on both sides, especially, like I said, when it's a win-win. And most men, I feel, you know, like to be needed, including myself. And I can't think of a better way, you know, <laughs> for that to be shown if the woman doesn't work and end up her and the kids, you know, as far as their needs and everything, it's dependent solely on you uh, as the man and bringing on the bacon. Now, I'm not at a level where my wife doesn't have to work yet, full disclosure, <laughs> but I always enjoy, you know, trying to do nice things for any woman, you know, I care about, including uh, including her and even in my past, any woman I care about, you know, you know, while looking for them to be independent. And so it always been kind of different for me, even though I enjoy trying to show you, you know, that I really care and appreciate you. If I'm interested in a woman, I do like to see that, you know, she not solely dependent on me, but she just can't do nothing on her own. Before we even met, she wasn't able to do nothing on her own. So that's just uh, two reasons uh, that I didn't put out there. And let's have an honest convo, uh, if we can. If you give a man the option... Let's just say me, I'm 39 right at this point in time. If I meet a woman who's 31, no, we could say 30, well, whatever. You know, I meet a woman that's 30 and I, meet a, and I meet a woman that's 45. They on equal footing, equal playing field. If, it, if I got to choose between the two, I think most men, we're going to choose the woman in the 30s. Now, one reason she's normally not probably going to not be in a rush to have kids because she's not on the biological clock. Yeah. So, and then the man, he might not be in a rush either to have kids. And like I said, since she's not on the biological clock and it's not, you know, obviously he's not in a rush. It's a, that's when it works out perfectly for both of them. Cause I think it's not a knock on a woman who's in her forties or, or or late thirties or early forties, but usually if you meet yeah if you meet a woman early late thirties early forties, especially if they if got a they want to have kids I should say yeah that's gonna they don't have the time to kind of be with you for you to try to figure out maybe two or three months later especially if they want to do marriage before uh, the kids they pretty much the women like yeah what what are we doing okay end up because the woman most women gonna let you know up front you know what the deal is at that point in time if they're trying to have kids at that point so i say all of that usually 
that's going to be the case where you're going to pick the woman probably in her 30s, you know, if they was on equal footing, if you just met two women at the same time. Yeah. And uh, another thing I was going to bring up as well in regards to this, once men and women are in their late 20s or older, this go for both. I don't feel the age, like a 15 to 20 year uh, age gap really matters that much at that point. You know, it just so happened, you know, it's all about the, a man looking good. You know, most if a woman, unless she's just trying to, you know, be with a guy who, you know, people probably going to think is her dad <laughs> or <laughs> yeah. But if, if the guy still look nice, and especially he uh, a good he he's a good man. I mean, good he's in a good space. I should say financially, that normally not gonna be an issue. It's funny, uh, yeah. That when money is in a good space, he's in a, and it, it's right. That's normally gonna be one of those things where you actually those are the cases where you normally will see a man and a woman. Uh, together, if you do see it where it's a big age gap, at least 15 to 20 years, he's usually in a good space financially. And that's the reason why. And they probably got good, you know, probably got good chemistry, you know, because that's what it ultimately comes down to. Do we share similar values, beliefs, those type of different things? So that's probably is. I mean, that's probably is it. But like I said, the key, I say it a lot, but the key, you know, those just different reasons. It's don't I wouldn't take that as a knock if I'm a woman who's not, you know, uh in her uh, late not in her early 20s or uh late 20s or whatever cuz you know the right man he's going to want you for you. I, I can you, I can look at example me and my wife. I uh, know more so she's in her late 30s and end up yeah, she definitely had all the key qualities I was looking for at this point in my life when I met her. So just something to be aware of. Let's get into story time with AD. So story time with AD. I'm going, since it's only, since it's tax time, to, uh, filing our income taxes, I thought this story would be appropriate. So it's this uh girl that used to do my taxes uh actually when I first got my first professional job she did my taxes from 2009 to 2000 well let me take a step back she started off doing my taxes when I got my first professional job so end up she was a I grew up around her I knew her from my hometown and everything and she just always been one of those people had a lot of hustles uh and I can respect that. So one of them was she had a tax. Uh, uh, she had, she, had, she she was doing people taxes. So end up, I was like, okay, let me give her a chance to do mine. You know, especially since I like her and everything. And I at that time, I did really consider her family. So she did my taxes from 2009, 2014. Everything always was on the up and up. It was all good. No issues at all. Well, 2014, I moved to uh, Dallas, Texas. So when I moved to Dallas, Texas at that time, I did notice for, I'm not sure how it was for Arkansas, but I know for Texas, they have their own separate IRS um, office in Austin, Texas, even though I lived in Dallas, Texas. So 
of course, for 2014, you're not going to get that tax. Uh, far as you're not going to get the re- you're going to file that tax. You're not going to get that one until 2015. I meant to say, far as uh, where you file your taxes. So 2015 roll around, end up I like I said moved to Dallas in 2014. I filed my taxes like I normally do, and I'm normally filing my taxes kind of late. Uh, I know I'm usually so by the time I get my refund. It would normally be late April. So 2015, I get my refund. Uh, it comes to the, I mean, no, yeah, it, it did. I got my refund and end up when I got my refund, I get a letter not too long after that. It was saying, you know, the letter basically was letting me know that I didn't get my full amount. They had took some of it out for whatever reason. I forgot the reason now. This is the first time this had ever happened, by the way. So, end up, I ended up made her aware of it. I'm not no, I'm lying. I didn't make her aware of it. I got a letter maybe three months later, like I said, that oh hey, you end up you owe some money as well. So even though I didn't get the full amount that I normally get, three months later I got a letter saying that I owe some money. It was probably. Let's just say it was probably like $1,200 or something. So I'm like, okay, whatever. I paid it because it was also, I know it was like, hey, if you don't pay this at a certain time, you're going to accrue interest, blah, blah, blah. So I went ahead and paid it. I made her aware, though, that I had got the letter and then, you know, what it said and everything, but I had went ahead and paid it. Okay. 2016 roll around. End up, of course, because I just, 2016 roll around. I filed my taxes for 2015, end up about April, same time, about April or something this year, I get a refund, I get my refund, but then next day, you know, kind of the same thing happened again. I About three or four months later, I ended up, got the letter, and I'm like, okay, end up, I go, and so now I'm looking at the information and everything, and then I made her aware, like, hey, what's going on here? Like it's one time it's one thing if it happened once. I understand that, but it's I'm reading everything like the same thing is basically happened again. So I never forget. She like, okay, well send it over to me and I'll take a look at it. So I sent it to her, end up uh, you know, I don't expect nobody else to be on top of my stuff like I try to be on top of my own things. So I reached out to her. Uh, hey, just uh, just checking about every three days. I'm like, hey, just making sure that it's still on your radar to do uh, do what you had said you're going to do related to this. It had been probably a week. I know she said she had some stuff going on personally, but probably about a week and a half, she had said, after I reached out, she said, okay, yeah, I took care of that. Okay, good. I'm like, okay, she took care of that. We should be able to get that resolved so I'm not uh, owing any money. Okay, now, next thing you know, about four months later, I get a letter again, and they saying this time that, yeah, nothing was taken care of. And I'm like, wait a minute now. Because I'm looking at everything. It's literally the exact same thing as she said. So at this point, I'm like, okay, let me call and check on this myself. Because end up, this just doesn't add. This, not, this doesn't seem right. I called, so I called the IRS myself, and I can honestly say those people who I talked to, they was nice, sweet, and all those things. 
the lady who I talked to basically told me once she got me on the phone, she helped me figure out exactly what was the issue. She said, yeah, who the person who filed your taxes, they got you got a charge here for a student loan uh, that is saying that you got. And first of all, I have at this point, I've been removed from college for about probably six or seven years or something, probably longer than that. But I know this is 2000. So this is 2000. They did the same thing 2015, 2014 and 2015 on my taxes. So, yeah. So it basically I I was I had filed. They said I had filed some student loan or whatever it was. I forgot what it was. Some craziness. But it, anyhow, there's no way that I can justify because the IRS they're going to give you a chance to prove whatever it was that they're saying you owe. If you just, if you can, uh, you know, submit and verify, Oh no, this is actually what that was for. But I got nothing I can submit back cause that ain't truly happened. So I reach out to her at that point about it. And she knows she was in the wrong and it, she was trying to justify, but I'm like, it's no way that she actually called like she said she did and took care of that. Like she said she did the previous year. And for you to go and put it on my tax refund, I mean, to do it two straight years. Now I might've let her got away with one, but end up to did it two straight years and to tell me that she had took care of it and didn't take care of it. And because she didn't take care of it, I ended up having to pay for two that year, the year before. And I had to pay for that year. It it came out, I forgot, maybe probably total, I paid like, I don't know, 3000 or three or 4000 I can't even remember now, but that could have been easily avoided. And like I said, I never looked at her the same since then. Actually, me and her, we never even talked after that because it was like you betrayed my trust at that point in time. And certain people, you should know, like, I was, and then I felt uh, kind of insulted as well, cause I'm like anybody know me as she knows me know I'm a very detailed person, and I'm a if you try to pull something like that on me, you should know that I'm a find out, cause I'm not someone that just takes somebody else's advice and I don't do my own research, but just a lesson, like I said, uh, lesson learned there, you know. Always be on top of your own stuff as well. Uh, don't just, uh, you know, pay attention. Even if someone doing uh, something for you, just look at the documents and all as well. On what and get, then get to get and I mean, look at the documents. Make sure everything is on, on the up and up. Cause that was one of those where I was relying on her to take care of that for me. And the first time. She said she did. I just took her word. But I, what I should have did, I actually should have called the IRS myself and should have and could have made sure it was done. But like I said, uh, all good. Uh, I'm thankful that I had the money to take care of it, get it straightened out. And of course, once I talked to the IRS people, that was another thing. They literally told me what it was so quickly. Is no way that she does taxes and couldn't have known and couldn't have found that out if she truly had called them herself. So that's why I felt some type of way about that. Let's get things back on a positive note uh, after that one. Uh, quote of the week. Who you blame has the power. Mm. 
and it's appropriate, I guess, who you blame has the power. Because even with that case, I could easily just say, oh, she the one, she screwed up. Oh, yeah, she screwed up my taxes. But like I said, I'm looking at it. No, I should have been on top of my part as well and making sure I had called the IRS myself and follow up and made sure that it was actually was done. You know, this is why I never try to play the victim role uh, as well in life. Even if I'm in the victim, which in this case I was, because <laughs> when you do play the victim role, you know, usually you're not going to do any self-reflection on what you can improve on. You know, I see it often, you know, with things like, you know, someone didn't get a job because whatever reason, yeah, you know, in, you know, it, they could really truly be a victim, but if when you play the victim, you're not going to probably look in the mirror and try to see what you can improve on, you know, cause I might've not got the job. Somebody, let's just say it's a job. I'm thinking I should get it. And then I don't get it. Okay. But it always something we can improve on. So, okay. I didn't get that job. My mindset. Okay. Let me make sure that I work on this and let me work on this. And so next time when that job opportunity does come about, I'm going to put myself in a, in a situation where when the opportunity presents itself, I can take advantage of it. But far too often, I see people just blame someone else and don't try to improve on the things that they can have complete control over. And let me say that again, things that they have complete control over. Because it always things we got complete control over. Uh, end up like everything, we can't be blaming everything that doesn't go our way in life for others. That's not good. Because it's always thing we got complete control over. You, uh, even on the job thing, you might can't get the job, but they don't. You got complete control over to be filling out the application to make sure you at least putting yourself in a position to get the job. So that's why my motto is: I'm gonna take care of what I can control, and I'm gonna put the rest in God's hand. And it always work out when I do that. Closing remarks. Um, my one of my shows actually came back on this week. Uh, B of Mel, uh, Black Mafia Family. Uh, uh, it was actually good. I, I enjoyed the first episode uh, this week. And speaking of shows, uh, it's actually uh, kind of funny because my wife and I, she, we usually have our shows that we watch together. And end up if she, I think something had happened. She thought I maybe saw a show without her. <laughs> And she gave me that look, and I'm like, you know, why would you think I watched the show without you? But, yeah, it, it gets to the point. That's one of the fun things when I see her, and she think I watched the show without her. But I told her I wouldn't do that. End up, I'm not going to watch it without her. You know, we're a team. Uh, before I get out of here, um, my A1s, as a reminder, only my A1s are eligible for the monthly cash prize, but you got to be subscribed to the mailing list. You got to be subscribed to the middle list. It only take a few seconds to just end up, go to the Linktree site, put in your name, email, and that's it. Matter of fact, I don't even, you might not even have to put in your name. I forgot now, but I know just put in your email address, hit submit, boom, you're done. That's literally all you have to do to be eligible for a $50 cash prize. That seemed like a win-win to me. Uh, thanks as always to everyone that leave monthly tips and donations and even the ones who don't leave monthly tips and donations, the ones that leave it sometimes, you know, I'm appreciative of you all as well. I'll uh, be sure to sign up for a 30 minute session, one-on-one -on -one appointment with me again, 
or for the first time is needed as well, available, available through my Linktree site. Uh, if you're an A1 member, you know, we'll get that one free 30-minute session every month. So definitely let me know if you want to take advantage of that. Uh, big thanks to all my current and new listeners. You could be anywhere in the world doing anything else, but you chose to be listening to your boy. Appreciate it. And last but certainly not least, one final shout-out to the Queen of the Kingdom, Bella the Ball, Lady of the Manor, Her Highness, Her Excellency, the apple of my eye, the song in my heart, my soul made my life. Yes, if you haven't guessed, I'm talking about my wife. Have a great and blessed week, everyone, as always.